Hello and welcome to another episode of the Every Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. This is a podcast where we remind ourselves that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. Go check out all of our podcasts at scatteredabroad.org, or you can find us in whatever app you listen to us on. You can look up the Scattered Abroad Network Master Feed. That's the easiest way to find all the content that we put out each day of the week. We're continuing our discussion with Aaron Gallagher this week on Everyday Christian, and we're talking about evangelism. We've been talking about obstacles that people have for not evangelizing, even though they know they really should. This week, we're going to talk about the other side of things. We're going to talk about how sometimes people don't want to be evangelized, and we're going to give some various reasons why that might be the case. Check out this week's episode of the Everyday Christian Podcast with myself and Aaron Gallagher. What about the flip side of things? Let's talk about some obstacles that uh, people have for evangelism. And we're not talking about the evangelist or the would-be evangelist, but we're talking about the one who would be evangelized. Uh, somebody who might potentially be interested in hearing the gospel, but maybe there's some something holding him or her back and, and is keeping them from, from uh, responding to it. Totally. So I, I'd say the ones I see the most, at least for me personally— um, Number one, I'd say a lot of people are deceived. You know, I, this is very rare for me to actually have like three points that have the same letter, like the preacher thing. Like <laughs> I, I actually did the first two. I was, and then I was like, oh, they both start with D. Like, why not? You know, right. it's fun. To, I don't know. So the first one was like, you know, the idea of people being deceived. You know, um, a majority of people they don't even know what it means to be lost. You know, like, you know, this week somebody lost an Apple pencil, and so like the staff here, we've been trying to help them find it. But, like, they didn't start looking for it until they realized it was gone. And the same way, a lot of times people don't start looking for, you know, the solution to save their souls because most people don't think that they're ever lost. I mean, we unfortunately, we sort of live in an arrogant culture where a majority of people don't know anything about the Bible, but yet they think they know everything. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you one story from Instagram. So we get a lot of questions on our Instagram. And this girl messaged me and she said, hey, Aaron, uh, I have a question about Adam and Eve. And I said, great. You know, how can we help you? She said, me and my friend were arguing, and she said that God uh, took a rib from Adam's side and made Eve. And I said, okay. She said, and I said that God split Adam right down the middle and turned half of him into Eve, and the other half, like, regenerated into a full Adam. And wow. I said, she said, who's right, and where is that in the Bible? And I said, well, you're wrong. Your friend is right. <laughs> yeah. And that's in Genesis chapters 2 and 3. Right. Like, Genesis 1 through 3 is the creation of, like, the very beginning of the Bible. Right. And so that's like such a basic Bible question, right? And so then after I answered that for her, she was like, thank you very much. And I said, hey, you know, can I talk to you a little bit about like salvation and your soul? And she said, oh, no, 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 thanks. I already know all that. And in my head, I'm thinking, I don't think you do. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no, because if you're asking me, did God, you know, just chop Adam in half and regenerate one and or did like your friends say, which the friend obviously knew that God took a rib from Adam. You know, the, right. Yeah. So, but then I asked her about salvation. She's like, no, I don't need that. I already know that. And it's like, that's, we live in a culture that just thinks they know everything about the Bible. Yeah. And so it's really hard sometimes for you to get somebody to take you seriously when you talk about salvation, because they, they're so convinced that they know things they've never studied. And that's a, I think that's a huge, um, a huge obstacle that we have in America. When I, when I've gone to Africa, don't have that over there. I've had, you know, Pentecostal preachers who you study with and they see a scripture and they say, you are right. And I'm like, what? 
And they're like, you're right. I was wrong. I've not seen this scripture. I will change. And I'm like, is this, where's the hidden camera? Is this a joke? Yeah. You know, so is people it just, are just humble over there. Is it just that we're so opinionated and prideful here? Just so independent, I guess, that it just gets in the way or? I, I think, I guess, I mean, I, I guess I really don't know all the causes, but it is unique in America that like, you know, we talk about, we have this idea of like, you know, postmodernism where, you know, we're trained, hey, to be polite is to never tell somebody they're wrong, to never disagree with anybody, you know, to never say, no, oh, wait a minute, like what you said right there was not accurate. I mean, we're, we're taught that that is like, you know, just so distasteful. You know, don't do that. You don't do that. And so I think that's almost raised a generation that thinks that everybody's right. And it's yep. you have your truth and I have my truth. Right. Whereas I don't see that in Africa. I mean, it's, when it comes to people who we looked at the Bible, they're just like, the Bible says it, I'll obey it. And they're humble and they'll change. And there are people like that in the U.S. Oh, I mean, yeah. I've met a couple this week who, you know, just were not members of the church. They're here. They see the Bible taught. And they're like, wow, I didn't know that. And they they obey the gospel. There's been a couple this week. But, you know, I just think as a, as a majority, it seems to me at least, my perception is that America is just a, a fairly arrogant culture and i was that way right i mean i i don't i told that story in another one of my missionary i had a, i had to interview missionaries in one of my sessions and i told the story but i was an arrogant 25 year old goes to africa thinks i know the bible and these two 18 year old kenya school of preaching students we go to do a bible study and they're like brother gallagher can we lead the first study i'm like sure they go in there so eloquent and they know the bible i'm like oh no <laughs> so we go to the second house <laughs> They're like, Brother Gallagher, you will lead this study. I'm like, no, 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 you guys are doing great. I was, I thought, I went to Africa thinking, I'm 25, I'm smart, I have a biology degree, yeah. I know the Bible. These are just third world kids. No, they were smarter than me. They're, I can attest that those two young guys uh, are the two guys that motivated me to start studying. Right. If I had never had that experience, I just don't know if I'd be where I am today because they humbled me. Oh, yeah. That's and what I, was I say. realized I'm not... I'm not as smart as I thought I was, especially right. when it came to the Bible, you know? Yep. So I think that's one thing is that people just are deceived. They think they know more than they do. And Strong delusion. Yeah, that's yep. right. I, literally my notes. I have 2 yep. Thessalonians 2, right. 10 through 12. Yep. So, I mean, you're right. People see the truth. They don't love it. They reject it. And God says, that's fine. I'll let you believe it. I'm not going to fight with you. I'm not going to argue. If you want to believe a lie, I will let you believe it. I'll let you convince yourself it's true. Right. And uh, that's definitely, I think, a big a big roadblock. Right. So that's the uh, first D, delusion. Yeah. What's your what's your next one? Distracted. Distracted. They're even in alphabetical order so far. Nice. Let's see if the third, uh, the third one's not. Oh, but. man. So <laughs> distracted. I mean, you know, I read something, a 2022 study from this year, that it says that uh, the average time somebody spends on social media, two hours and 27 minutes a day. Like, you could read your New Testament every week. If you spent two and a half hours reading your Bible a day, you could spend read the whole New Testament in uh, every week and the whole Bible in a month. Wow. Entire Bible in one month just from the social media. Now, I know no one's going to give up two and a half hours of social media time, but if you cut it in half, you could read the whole Bible every two months, six yeah. times a year. That's crazy. Yep. So people are so distracted. They're so busy with things that really don't matter. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I do it too. I mean, I get on reels and I'm like, a video, Scrolling, video, yeah. and they're like random. I like animal videos. I've always been an animal. I love animals. So I watch these random videos of like a crocodile biting a something or before I know it, I'm like, wow, have I been sitting here for an hour? Yep. And like I turn my phone off and I think to myself, what have I learned? Like, Nothing. <laughs> like I just kept myself busy for an hour. Right. But yeah, people are so busy and so distracted with that. They don't make time for the things that really matter. 
yep. like, you know, reading God's word, you know, studying it, figuring out, hey, is this true? Is, is hell a real place? That sort of seems like something you want to learn about, you know? Yep. So I just think that that's a big dis- distracted people being distracted. Yeah, you think about distractions from technology and, you know, even p- people riding down the road now, driving down the road, and they've got the phone in their hand and they're texting and driving. And, yeah. And uh, we've had so many fatal crashes because yeah. of that recently. I think I think that's uh, moved way up in the, oh, in yeah. the, the rankings oh, of yeah. uh, young deaths. It, my it's wife, distracted driving. My wife had a coworker in Raleigh, North Carolina that I met when I first met my wife at her office. I met this girl and uh, Dee Dee was her name. And she was on I-540 just sitting in traffic. Some person behind her didn't realize traffic had come to a stop on their phone, plowed into her and killed her. Like, mm. it, it, it happens, like, all over the place, yep. you know? And it's funny because it's like, really, like, do you, what do you have going on that's that, right. that you can't wait 10 minutes till you get where you're going, yeah, you know? absolutely. So, I think I it's just an got addiction. A, I mean, it is. Uh, it's an totally. addiction, yeah. I think I just got a sermon illustration idea. Yeah. So yeah. you talk about that distraction, but yeah. then you go into the spiritual distractions that are so rampant. And absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think too. Like, I think even though this is more for like you know professing Christians, like members of the church. I know. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I don't want to like pigeonhole everybody. Let's just say it's for people that are professing Christians. People who will say things. Like, I mean, people who read. They like to read. But they want to read, like, devotional books. Right. I mean, I see all the time on my Facebook. Now, these are mostly not members of the church. This friends I went to high school, college with. And they'll post, like, a page from their devotional book. And I'll just, like, if it's on their stories, I'll, like, hold it and read it sometimes. Sometimes I read stuff that's completely unbiblical. Oh, yeah. But they're like, well, I don't really want to read the Bible. I don't read God's Word. I'll read this guy's book that talks about it. Now, I'm all for books. I'm, like, a nerd, okay? Yeah. I like reading books. Uh, I like reading all kinds of books. But I still think that you have to have God's word as your number one reading, like make everything else your secondary reading source, because obviously you can get led into way many, you know, much more uh, error if oh, yeah. you're just reading devotional books written by people, you know, so right. I think that even maybe you're not distracted by social media. Maybe you don't even like social media, but maybe you're a big reader, but just make mm-hmm. sure you're reading the right thing, which is first and foremost, you're reading God's word as a primary you yeah. know, source. That's what I would say. I think... Um you know, social media and entertainment are very similar. But uh, what about hobbies, sports? Sure. I mean, um, pursuit of money. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of things that distract people from from the growth that we should have in, in Christ. And yeah. And um, like you can be busy, but not with the right things. Right. And you can even be busy in the church. Oh yeah. And not with the right things. Yeah. You know, it's we talked about that in the lesson. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's great when people are busy, but it's like I. I wonder if myself, I haven't in the past been like, oh, I'm so busy with X and Y that I don't have time to evangelize. Right. It's like I'm almost like an excuse for me that I'm too busy. I'm too busy with the things that I should be doing. Right. And or too busy with things that I should be doing. They're good things, fellowship, et cetera, right? Yeah. But to the point where I almost use that as an excuse to not do other things that are, I'd say, maybe the weightier matters of the law, taking the yeah. gospel to the lost. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've got to keep the main thing the main thing. I agree. And, um, that's just not happening yeah. in a lot of places. I agree. What about your last one? Uh, your so this last is, this is D. A, it's a D, but it's a, it's a, it's backwards and as far as alphabetical order, it starts with an E instead of distracted. So defensive. Um, it's hard because a lot of people don't want to talk about religious matters. You know, I, I, I know that I'll read about the approaches that some of the you know Christians that I read about 50, 100 years ago and their approach, it just seemed like the culture they lived in, they could literally 
just be open and honest and say, I'm a preacher. Can we talk about God's word? Can we study? And it seems like more people, I wasn't there obviously, but it seems like more people back then maybe were more open and receptive to like that direct approach. Whereas, you know, we talked about this. We live in this postmodern world today. Everyone is right. You can't tell anybody they're wrong. A lot of people don't want to discuss religious matters. And so sometimes it can be hard to be, to be tactful, you know, like, I don't know. That's kind of one of the reasons I'm like, Oh yeah, this here, watch this podcast. If you're having trouble falling asleep, you know? Right. So there's just, I think people are defensive in our culture. You know, I mean, you think about door knocking. I mean, I'll be honest when someone comes up to my door and knocks the first thing I'm like, where's my pistol? You know, right. like, cause it just seems like a culture in which people don't connect. They're not as friendly. And so with, I mean, we do live in a much more immoral culture than a hundred years ago or 50 years ago. And so with that, I think comes some other challenges uh, of, well, someone knocking on my door, it's probably not a nice guy selling phone books or a, you know, a, uh, what is it? Hold on. Vacuum cleaner. I call a sweeper and my wife's like, what is a sweeper? That's a broom. It's a vacuum cleaner. So you get it right. It is a West Virginia thing. I've talked to other West Virginia people. (laughs) So it's like, you just know when someone knocks on your door, I don't know if that's the kind of person that I'm wanting to have a conversation with. And so with a more immoral culture, I think you get that side effect, which is it's harder to strike up conversations with people. They're much more defensive. You right. Know? Just so. just kind of leave me alone. Let me do my thing. Yeah, yep. exactly. Well, uh, what if uh, what if Apollos in Acts chapter 18, when Aquila and Priscilla explained the way of God more perfectly to him? Yeah. He was close. He was yeah. very, close, very close. But he was just a little off. Yeah. And it was important. Yeah. It was a bad off. But yeah. it, was, it was just a slight difference. Yeah. But uh, what if when they explained the way of God more perfectly to him, what if he just brushed him off and said, no, I, I know what I'm doing. Oh, I know. I mean, you just, there's no way to calculate, you know, like my dad's an attorney and, you know, there's a term, it's called irreparable damages, which is like when somebody does something to you and you, can, you can't calculate the cost, you yeah. know, like, you know, you destroyed my business and who knows how much money I would have made from it. That's right. irreparable damages. Yeah. And so you think about that idea with Apollos, like how much damage would it have done to the church? You, I mean, you look in first Corinthians, you know, he's listed with who? You know, some of you are following Cephas. Some yeah. of you are following Paul. Some of you are following Apollos. Right. Like, wow. I mean, this guy became a big name. Yeah. Right. And I'm assuming just preached. If he was so eloquent, mighty in the scriptures, refuting the the Jews about Christ being the Messiah. And then he gets finally he, he's given the way of God more accurately. And he, he fixes what he's teaching about baptism. It's teaching the baptism of Christ now. Who knows how many people that he was instrumental in being a part of converting. Right. I mean, first Corinthians you know, chapter three and verse six, you know, I planted Apollos watered. God gave the increase. Yep. I mean, he's like, he's mentioned up there with some, the greats, you yeah. know, Peter and Paul. Right. And so who knows, like who knows how many souls would have not been converted. Now, you know, you could get into the argument of, well, what about God's providence, you know, but sure. Pa- Apollos, because he was willing to be taught because he, you know, was able to say, okay, I'm willing to hear you out. Even though he's a, he was an intelligent guy already. Clearly. Yeah. He's still, you look at all the people he was able to be instrumental in, in, you know, teaching and converting because of that, because he was humble and able to be taught. You right. Know, it's the, the, the value of one soul. Oh, you yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. So defensiveness and uh, Distracted. distractions and deceived. Deceived. Three, three good points in a poem. And you got yourself a sermon. I so. probably could have said, de- let's see, deception, distraction, and I don't know, defension. That's my, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Defensive. Yeah. There the go. guys that are more experienced with the alliteration can fix it for their sermon. Yeah, <laughs> there you yeah. go. Yeah. But that's a sermon for all the preachers that are yeah, listening. There, so you, there go. you go. There you go. Got your Sunday morning sermon. Well, we appreciate uh, you, the listener, tuning in to this edition of the Everyday Christian Podcast. 
Aaron, I'm really glad that you were able to join us. And, Thanks, uh, man. Glad I ran into you. Yeah, absolutely. Had a polish in the pulpit, and glad to meet you. And um, Lord willing, tune in to another episode of the Everyday Christian Podcast next week, and we'll have some more uh, content for you to uh, listen to. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, And please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.